Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It felt like sometimes people were coming in to because they'd had a bad day or been mistreated by somebody to like beat up on someone that they had oh, to had to was being yeah. being paid to stand there and listen to it. And it's just one of those things too where you're like, "Oh, I'm not getting a tip from this asshole either." Oh, they're going like, to run me ragged. They're going to run me ragged. They're going to be really cruel and then they're going to leave me a dollar on $80. It 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 can be heartbreaking. That's when it gets like honestly emotionally. I agree. Oh, really I agree. Awful. Like, did it's it feel really good sad. for you to make me cry? Like, awful. Yeah. There was this guy in um in Omaha when I worked at Buca de Beppo and it was like a big it was a big table <laughs> and he had ordered a kitty before pasta. Before you transferred to Chicago. Yeah, before Don't I transferred like to Chicago. Oh yeah, table? the Pope table. We'll get yeah. into that. Um but this was not in the Pope room at the Pope table. It was just a regular old table. Um he was with a, a big group and everybody was nice as pie, but this guy was so fucking mean to me. He was just like so rude and snapped at me and then he had ordered like a kitty pasta for his kid, which was like coming and he like it apparently didn't come quick enough for him and his fucking kid and his who he hates and his family he hates and his life he hates. And he like came up to me at the server stand and like grabbed he touched me. He oh, like he dang. like pulled me Strike aside. One. So he touched you. And like demanded his kitty pasta and and like and then, like, I was like, it's coming. I can get it out to you. And then when I brought it out, he, like, berated me in front of the entire fucking table. I think this, too. I was, I, like, 20, 21. And, and you all here have, like, done different positions. So I think there's a level of treating servers shitty. And um, the first level is waiting tables. And you you have to walk away. For some reason, it angers people when you're and, – and listen, there's plenty of bad servers out there that walk away and never come back. But there's something about walking away and they don't see what you're doing that makes them furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because bartenders are treated much better. There, there's so much more respect – given to bartenders and I think it's because you can be can a dick s- and it's like yay but no people can see that you're busy yeah so when you're a server you walk away and they don't know what you're doing and you could be like you're you know you're probably not just standing with thumb up your butt but that like incenses people as so you don't know like what bartenders. I used to do once I got in that kitchen it would just be like Thumb right up right the butt. Right. Well, that's cool. And then I put that I thumb mean, right on your plate. I'm carrying out to you. That's you being you. That's me being me. And there's that's nothing wrong with that. Spider-Man that like, plate with my butt thumb. <laughs> that's how I. So I put my spin on uh, my. Brooke, get out of the kitchen with your thumb up your butt. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then cocktail serving can go either way. But they're uh, like cocktail service is treated the shittiest. Then it's waiting tables. Then oh, it's yeah. bartending. But yeah, like bartending, I think it's because people can see you and you're stuck behind there. Of course. And they can yeah. see that you're doing stuff. That they're not as angry or just maybe because they're drinking. I don't know. No, it's that's when you just wait patiently and wait for them to like make eye contact with you so then you can order said drink. And it's crazy. The power shift where they respect the bartender having the power. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas when you're the server, they're like, no, I've got the power. I'm going to snap. That's what I'm saying. It's and so weird. And yell. It's because so weird. I'm going to treat like this person like a dog. point at somebody, like, what, then why is it okay to snap at me? It's right? true. And a cool, the, actually, I will say the thing about being a bartender, anybody who ever fucking snapped and pointed at me, I would just ignore them. If I was busy, I'd be like, no, you're not, I'm not coming to you for a bit, everybody. Oh, yeah. like, no alcohol for all. you, asshole. It's also a good reason that, like, I liked working at very busy places is because you could fuck with people who <laughs> like, being shitty. Mm-hmm. You're like, actually, you didn't tip me last time. I'm not coming back. Nope, sorry. You can wait extra. Well, and being a cocktail server, because I was a cocktail server at this place called The Cutting Room in New York City, I which was owned by... Yeah. Um, Chris Noth, ironically enough. Oh, I missed that in the last um, episode. Mr. Big. Yeah. Not about that. Um, uh, Mr. Alcoholic. Oh, um, oh my. He, uh, but uh, I, I loved how people, A, didn't respect, they were like, well, where's my drink? And I'm like, it's not on this tray with eight other, um, like, tipsy, right. topsy, like, full fucking martini Specialty cocktails. While I'm in, like, six inch heels because that's what you have to wear as a cocktail waitress and like a red mini skirt you fuck twad I have said that twice you that did <laughs> I'm really gravitating towards Mr. it today Mr. Booze Mr. Big Mr. Booze so I will say and I like this kind of is so coming back to this like shitty experience I had at Buka like so sometimes in my life when I don't know maybe I'm like having like I should have said this to a person or like I'm having a shitty day where I'm like bad things have happened to me sometimes I think about that fucking guy and how terribly he treated me and I'm like would oh, should I should just I should have told that guy to go fuck himself but like yeah. you can't because like as a server you swallow so much yeah you're also shit. not you're not necessarily expecting it like I had this guy who was sitting it was a lunch shift in New York and he had been sitting there for like a good hour like he didn't want to order anything he didn't want dessert so 20 minutes after he, I had last, you know, like he had ordered anything, I brought the bill over. And as I started to set it on the table, he slapped my hand down and he was oh. like, I didn't ask for the check. And it rattled me so hard that I immediately broke down and just kind of ran sc- scattered to the back and started sobbing because it's terrifying and unexpected. And, you know, also mean dad. Who clearly, like, right. you're like, okay, I'm either being reminded of, like, being spanked or hit as a kid or, like, like or we're just, like, sure. just shitty fucking old grumpy male behavior. We were out with my dad's, like, only living ancient cousin or second cousin or something like that. I remember we were all out to dinner with him forever ago, and he ordered an old-fashioned which has, as we know, right, a cherry and an orange in it. Mm-hmm. She brings it over. I didn't know this as a kid, but I know now. And he looks at the waiter and he takes the cherry out and he throws it on the table. He goes, I didn't ask for a goddamn cherry. And wow. you're like, hey, uh, like everyone at the table's losing their mind. The server's like makes a beeline for the kitchen to yeah, probably so go cut herself. They you know, didn't and make it. She didn't like, make it. <laughs> what the fuck? And so it is managing all these crazy people's emotions on top of just like the stress of the job which is like so when people bring their like it's not how my wife does it you know and you're like what the fuck women are just as nuts don't get me wrong oh yeah and when people walk into a restaurant they always have this like air about them because this is you know the um customer is always right and yeah, and people soon, really take that to heart. Like yeah, people and as really soon get as they that. walk in, they are above you, and you are beneath them. You are their indentured servant, <laughs> and for the next, you know, two hours or as long as they hold their table hostage, they are going to. You are beneath them. You are literally like, I'm going to have to wipe that fucking bench off that your child just like smashed Cheerios into. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? It, it's it's an unbelievable sort of like take you down a notch. It's it's a horrible thing to do. I would never treat anybody like dirt on the bottom of my shoe like some people do. No, it's yeah, it's really rough. And so there's I think it's just like it comes down to like entitlement, no spatial awareness, not touching you, snapping at you. What about customers who harass you sexually or flirt with you? Oh, That's fun. My God. So don't you love to be called um, like baby or sweetie or kiddo by an older man who could also like take your job from you? <laughs> you know, I also I, I have to say uh, I'm going to go on record. Uh, didn't really get hit on ever as a server or a bartender. Real bummer. Uh, but the old guys who I used to serve county dogs to, <laughs> when I started losing some weight, because I, like, I lost a lot of weight during that job, because it was like, I was not drinking, I was like on a really great schedule, you run your ass off when you're a waitress, you know, the whole thing. And I remember the only pickup line I think ever served to me, he's like, oh, you just look like Delta Burke. Real attractive, just <laughs> wow. like Delta Burke. And I was like, ah, God wow. damn it. So that's that. I mean, for me, like that sort of. I've just witnessed it, unfortunately, with other women. I unfortunately, I'm gonna go on record. Never gotten a dick pic, and I've never truly been harassed uh, as a waitress. I think I give a strong lesbian vibe in my life, so that's fine. Yeah, it's it's, it's about your vibe too. Like it's like about playing the game, right. and I was never gonna I, play the game. I but had a steely facade. Bartending definitely brought the creeps out especially the drunk creeps especially the alcoholics in Chicago um there was a guy once who because the House of Blues had the hotel next door Uh-oh. he was there a lot of corporate parties Weird. happened at House of Blues and I think this is during one of them but he um no it wasn't it was just like a normal Friday night but he was definitely out of town and he was in town for the weekend and he wrote I, I didn't hit I didn't talk to him at all by the way he just ordered whiskey he had like five of them and then he wrote on the napkin room 406 the door will be open see you soon and left silently without even like nodding or saying anything and like you were like did I even so wait you, on like, this take guy that and, like, right. go show all your coworkers like immediately <laughs> amazing yeah. if you sent a busboy up there instead oh my god I've had a few times, this is like such a dumb thing to do, but men will buy me a drink from another server and then be like, sit down, have a drink with me. While you're at work? Yeah, and I'm just like, that's not how, what is wrong with, Mm. like they just feel like they're that untouchable. It's it's a little wild because you're like so you want to do a good job. You're working, but then they're well, like then putting you your position like, to like so you, much, yeah, you have you to be nice. Like, yeah, like no, you dirty fucking creep, get away from me. It's such a it's such like a prison of your own. I, I don't know. I I go through it all the time too because at the place that I currently work, like there's a lot of just like really high powered men in the business side of the entertainment world who mm-hmm. are like real like good old boys. Who just sort of do they pull up at pickup trucks with like gun racks or oh no no they pull up at Bentleys <laughs> with, with I know with I just I was just thinking about bub- Bubba's yeah anyways um but it's just like this oh god I, I there's this one guy who just comes in all the time and he he calls me babe That's and, and tries to school is... me on wine and yeah. I, he's always bringing in a bottle from home and he's Ew. like what? try try some of this Kyle oh what a fucking loser You're like here's a sixty five dollar corkage him in a fee fire. yeah okay. Ugh. I don't know if you guys saw that video earlier this year of that waitress. Someone grabbed her and she 
turned around and kicked this guy's ass yes. and body slammed him <laughs> to the ground. It's the greatest That was thing. so badass. I cheered. I, mm-hmm. I orgasmed. Yeah. Because he actually tried to press charges and Ugh. they were like, no, actually you, that was self-defense. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you to the guy, which is great. But that's just, it's, you can't, you can't talk to people like that. You know, I was walking down the street yesterday and these little, little boys at this nearby elementary school, maybe let's say they were <sighs> nine. I'm not kidding. They're like, hey, 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 what are you doing? Where are you going? I think your, your, your shoes are cool. But they weren't like nice. They were like like the the energy antagonizing was antagonizing. Yeah, and I said so. Then I talked to him for a second just to be like, yeah, I'm a person, because they were yelling at this other woman who was like a model. Like, we think you're pretty. We think you're pretty. They didn't say that to me. That's fine. <laughs> but as I walk, as I left, I go, hey guys, don't yell at girls on the street. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, and then they kept yelling. Um, they were little bastards. But it's just it you the the behavior has to be learned. You can't grab women. I also don't know if you saw they um I saw this on Twitter. They some company, it was like not Procter and Gamble, but in Brazil they outfitted three different women in a like a sensory dress, like a mini dress, <gasps> and sent the three women into a nightclub and every time they were touched unwanted by a man, which was every time, the suit lit up. And so they had this whole thing, and then they showed it to men to be like, you see this? And the men were like, yeah, that's that's bullshit. That didn't happen. Like, they were, like, denying that that it was real. What? Whoa. Oh, my God. I love the brush of the butt. That's what I always – people do that to me. Oh, the God. small of the back and the butt. Oh, my God. The and, small you know, in New York, it's so rude. And, again, it's like you'll be holding a tray full of stuff. You'll yeah. have, like, ten specialty cocktails or, you know, somebody's hot food. And these guys <sighs> are, like, hate. sneaking in, touching your body. Like, it's really demented. It's very demented, and if only I had experienced any of it. Uh, I don't I mean like it I was in a pretty way. oblivious to like anything that might have been happening because I was busy doing my job. There's just something. I mean, and to be honest, like, it, it, yeah, you just don't sort of know what to do in the moment because you're sitting here going, I don't want to lose a big tip for the night. I so know. I'm sort of standing here eating this shit and putting up with it, and people don't get that, like, I'm not here because I want to be. It's right. the job. Yeah, you, you know want what? things, and I bring them. I'm to smiling you. because that's my job. Well, and it's not like, because I think you're cute or interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's always like the creepiest, crustiest old guy yeah. who is like, "Is eh, chicks into me?" And it's like I am too nice, but it's like, shouldn't that? Isn't that my? Shouldn't you take that with like? grace and kindness as well no of course not people take that as like oh man she wants my peen like it's just so uh sorry i'm just like i feel like i have to walk don't into the apologize fire in a couple hours and and yeah get it out get you know. it out you know um well on i mean was there any other crazy well, I mean, yeah, we had talked about the story where this guy Assault. <laughs> assaulted the bartender after he cut him off. He had like a few margaritas and the guy like stabbed him or something. Right. Well, that that's a, so like, right. That's there's... a Florida story, which that's I'm more interested in hearing Kyle's Florida news. <laughs> well, all I would say, because like it's sort of like as we talk about this, like this is deep and sort of like it, it's a bit of a venting episode. I have to be quite honest because yeah. it's like it's funny and it's not because this is very much what if anyone's listening to this as a server, you're just like, yeah, this is the part that's like really dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, 
and the very real possibility that like customers are so nuts that they might actually hurt you or the staff. You've got all these stories of completely insane people who anyone's allowed to just come into a restaurant as long as they're sitting down and throwing down money for whatever, they're allowed to be in there up until a certain point. And there are like so many headlines. Yeah, like try some- cutting somebody off without oh. a security team to back you up. Oh, sure. Which I've worked in places with security teams, or- so I... I- yeah, I've done that. Or managers who don't back you who up. Who won't back you up. Exactly, yeah. that sort of shit. So there's just like all these weird safety issues where you're like, I'm scared of a customer right now yeah. and don't have a system that is going to look after me. Well, and let's talk about abusing that power system. There was a man in uh, <laughs> in the Florida corner um, where hopefully it will be underwater in 50 years. Uh, there was a, a man who called 911 not once, but twice to report a restaurant for having too small of clams. Like he ordered a a bowl of seafood and he called this restaurant. I mean, he called 911 and he's just like, uh, hi, uh, is this, is this, is this 911? And she's like, yes, yeah, I just what? said this is 911. And he goes, I'm at a restaurant and um, I ordered seafood and I've been trying to, and she's like, sir, <laughs> is this an emergency? And he's like, well, maybe you it's did. clams and they should have been bigger. <laughs> and I just, and he just launches into this. That's insanity. That's and he like called twice. And what happened is this is probably the only time justice has actually been served. He was the one who was arrested. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Can you imagine though? Like oh, no, that that's happened. what people like think lady, Yelp like, is. Yeah, it's it's entitlement. It's entitlement in its worst form. And those it's people like who are like monstrous Yelp and... superstars or whatever it called, you know that there's like levels yeah. of Yelpers. Yeah. And how I mean they you can you can get somebody fired for Yelping if, a bad review. If your goal in life is, is to, to be Yelp. a Yelp superstar. I mean listen to the word Yelp, please. Die in a fire. Yeah. And let me light the match. Baby! (laughs) Let me use my hair to light it. (laughs) Yeah, right. People are like, hey, what's up? It's Kendra here, just checking in about another disastrous experience where I walked in unannounced with a party of 18 and demanded (laughs) a table immediately, and they didn't bow to my... You know, my wishes. And yeah. then they, it always starts out like, so it was my birthday. Right. Like every Yelp review. Yeah. Like, so it was my and birthday. And it was ruined. And I'm a pretty, pretty princess. And I was on day seven of celebrating it and demanding everyone around me to celebrate my birthday. Is there an option to give negative stars? It's just, they're <laughs> such <laughs> evil humans. If I could, I would. So if I if I may, I, w- I researched and I found this story earlier today uh, about this journalist um, named Uba Butler, who tricked TripAdvisor uh, and opened a fake restaurant and had a website, and he got it to the number one restaurant in London. So he called it the Shed at Deluge, and it was like his shitty. I mean, not like, but kind of pretty shitty. But it was like eight hundred pound a month flat. That he said was like the restaurant, and then it was like all al fresco outside. So you need two things in order to get um, rated on TripAdvisor. You need a phone number. So we bought a burner phone. 
and had a number. And then you have a website that he established. And so then he established a website website, and he did um, menu photos. And you can go online and look. And he had scallops. And he used like toilet cleaning discs that you would like drop into a toilet that are like a, like a disc and put like honey and things on it. And that was the photo of the scallop that he took <laughs> to make it look extra appetizing. And he had ham hocks on the menu. And he used his the, the foot of his heel and like had an egg on it and like cropped his the rest of his leg out and like that was the photo so of the flexible. ham hock. Yeah, so he's flexible. So Forget and then Woody it was Harrelson. like so he got a bunch of his friends to write. So then boom, you're up, you're running, you have your trip advisor like profile. He got his friends to write reviews saying it was like a very eclectic, rustic, like on the menu they serve mood foods, like whatever mood you're in or there and that's what you get. So here we are. This is all happening. People start calling the number, and every time people call to try and get a table, he says, oh, no, we're, we're completely booked. We're completely booked. So he's not taking any reservations. He's just saying we're completely booked. It keeps happening. More reviews come in. Other people are like, there's, there's a buzz going about it. And six months later, out of there are 18,000, over 18,000 restaurants on TripAdvisor in London. Six months later, his fake restaurant, which never opened – was number one on TripAdvisor wow. in London. So like he, they, they're like, well, I guess we have to open up for one day. And so they open up, they open up for one day and get like shitty tables. And the, this guy, like Uba is like, I don't even have any money to like service people. So him and his chef friend go get frozen dinners and then put microgreens on it. And so they're serving like, like dollar, like one pound, like frozen meals to all these people. And they say it's a press night, so don't charge anybody, so nobody can, like, be sued or anything. And they have one service, and then everybody's like, I mean, I'd come back. This place is great. One guy is like, oh, no, like, the, what they served, like, it was, like, something I would have eaten, like, as I was a, when I was a kid. Like, but it's just interesting to me to, like, well, kind of, like, make fun of all the people. Yeah, yeah. So like rating how customers I found out. I, f I thought it was such an amazing story. Well, and you've got that uh, that Gordon Ramsay restaurant, Amy's Bakery, where they were like, "Have you seen that?" It was like a kitchen nightmare where he went in and they had all these bad Yelp reviews, and the owners were convinced that there's a conspiracy against them from Yelp because the customers aren't always right. Like these people were bananas crazy and they went back for a checkup but like gordon refused to go because they were so terrible um that was when he walked away from it was like yeah i can't fix this sorry <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get us i mean uh, yeah with that customer situation well that's i don't know that's not exactly a customer that's just someone being a shyster no for the, sure the, yeah. and that was kind of like you know i was researching like how customers can be shysters and this was kind of like the weird flip yeah you know so to, to just kind of like stick it to stupid reviewers right so exactly. you know you've got um ugh, customers or people it's, it's it's hard to call people customers who come in and just want to cause nothing but chaos in a restaurant who are there to actually call do them harm customers uh, or like people who you know will be like oh i have broken glass in my bag and now i'm gonna sprinkle it on my salad and now i'm gonna sue you for all that y'all worth like well, that's like such an that, like that becomes a level of like do they need to go to jail like that level of entitlement that bleeds over into the idea of i'm going to try and get all of my meals for free by being a fraud yeah yeah or like slip on they, they've slipped or fallen somewhere in the restaurant right let's put them in a cell with clam guy 
clam guy is a real troublemaker. I got to say, for all the times that I have actually had gross things happen, I've never been actually caught. It's a funny thing. It's, I think the world is like full of give and take, you know? Because I, I used to, uh, I remember I was making some sort of uh, coffee blended smoothie situation at one of my jobs forever ago. And I remember there were, I poured two of them and both people had walked out the door and then I was like, where's my Band-Aid? And oh. <laughs> my Band-Aid had oh, absolutely no. slipped, off, slipped off my finger. Oh, and a rough one. Oh, that's I, a I rough one. I can handle hair and stuff like for the most part, but a Band-Aid, I, I don't think I'm there's afraid. like laws Never and rules about, about the number of hairs that could actually like be in your food until it's like well, a legal problem. And I worked be- below Cooley Law School where Michael Cohen, Trump's shitty lawyer, went to college for law, which is the worst, well, because of it. it's bad law school. Nobody, uh, there was no litigation. Sorry, he's so individual good. one, please. Thank you. Oh, individual one. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, individual one that um, Michael Cohen helped out. But anyways, it was, it was kind of funny because I used to serve drinks to uh, people in law school. Jeez. Nobody came at me with a major lawsuit for the that's band-aid in their drinks. So that's good. For you. <laughs> We had uh, it was just like one one memory I have of someone found like a bug in their salad, and my awesome manager at the time was like, "Well, you know, lettuce grows in the ground in the dirt." No, that's that's <laughs> happened to me too. At the, well, it was like organic. a natural, yeah. it was organic, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, listen, it's organic. There's no pesticides." And also, it's never the server's fault. They don't make the food. I know. Nobody wants these things to be happening. They just want to make money and leave and go do whatever else they're really trying to do with their life. Like, nobody is like, I'm going to get them with this bug. Like, don't take it out on the server. Don't take it out. It's... Don't shoot the messenger. Did anybody ever have a dine and dash on your... When you were serving? Anybody ever dine and dash you? Yeah. I mean, not me, but my friend Stacy worked at a um, pop burger in in meatpacking district as well, and had a table of like fifteen people come in, and it was an awful restaurant because it was like in- insane house music with like really intense lighting. A really bad and she burger had to wear, in New York. That yeah, she had to wear like a, a, a like a white wife beater and like um, like skinny black jeans and heels. And these, this entire group of people, she went to the back to like run one their credit card and they left and the credit card declined and her, um, uh, manager tried to make her pay the $3,000 bill. No. Yeah. Oh, come on. I think, I think, I think she either got fired or left because of that. File that under the shitty owner episode. That's a terrible story. I mean, God. I'm sure I got Dine and Dash, but I, it doesn't. I don't remember anything. Not not anything like. Can you imagine like to that, that extreme panic no, yeah. of like a three thousand dollar bill and somebody just walking out on it? Absolutely, because like panic for also that tip that you're maybe calculating right. in your head that you think right. You're you just, just got. shoved in such a place of shitty that. And it just, it's emotional, it's financial, it's like so <laughs> many things. It's so sad. Like, really be nice to your servers, unless they suck. I mean, there is a point where servers, I, as somebody who's waited tables, I go sometimes and I'm like, I can't believe how bad this service is here. Like, what is going on? Um, but try to be understanding and know, like, because everybody has a bad what's day their fault too. and what isn't. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm having a really bad day and I'm trying to be. My peppy self, but it doesn't always happen. 
There's an episode of Frasier where <laughs> <laughs> here we go. This is now our Frasier segment. There's an episode of Frasier where I Dawson believe it's Frasier and my what's his brother what's his whatever his brother's name Miles. Miles. Thank you. They're out to eat and the server comes up and one of them says like this pile of money represents the tip you might get and every time you do something wrong I'm going to take money away from this pile. And like it's this runner through the whole because it's like, you know, the B storyline or whatever is going on. And so it's happening through the entire episode. And I just remember seeing that for the first time and being so angry, like and just being like, oh, it it's so funny. Someone, and like if someone did that to me, I would walk over and throw a lit match onto their pile of money and be like, now nobody gets that swing arm. Get out. Exactly. We are so excited to talk to our very special guest this episode. He's a very talented comedian. He has a podcast called Recently Added, which is about Netflix. It's really fun. I was on it. I'm trying to replace one of the hosts, but don't tell Charles. Uh, We're so excited to introduce you all to Nick Turner, everybody. Nick Turner! Thank you. Uh, Welcome back to Sidework. Of course, I'm your host, Nick Turner, the guy who guests on a podcast and steals it every time. You should have known when you booked me. My first guest is Brooke Van Poppelen. When we first had the idea for side work, did you ever envision it would be my solo project? I, you know, I didn't. It's it's kind of like being purchased uh, by a by a corporation. Yes. You know, it's like it's like we did the grassroots. We uh, work, we started from the ground up, and yeah. then Nick swooped in. I and came in and I said, thank you, next. And I was so excited when you said that you waited tables because I can't picture that. Yeah, people have a hard time picturing me with any job. <laughs> it's really tough. Where like I would go in someplace and people would be like, thank you for coming in, here's money. You know, <laughs> that's not been my forte. No. Um throughout my life I um you know I burned I burned hot and fast in the, the food service industry uh, I probably did um you know 4 or 5 years Okay and was this Starting back to at back 18, Got it. college Wow okay so and where were you around age 18 you were you're east coast right East coast I went to George Mason University Okay and where is that what city uh, what? That is in Virginia in Fairfax Virginia right outside DC uh, and Old Town Fairfax, I had I worked at a restaurant there called Seasons. And, and why was uh, it called Seasons? Did it have seasonal fare? Uh, no, seasonal hours. It never changed. Nope. Okay. I don't know. Um, it uh, was you know like a town, <laughs> Old Town. <laughs> there weren't that many restaurants. <laughs> I mean, actually, I don't know. I mean, that's wait. If true. you were in old timey Virginia, was there Civil War sort of reenactment still going on? Yeah. Yes. No, this was a time traveler situation. Um, no, no, no. This is right outside DC. There weren't as many. Uh, there weren't like a bunch of battlefields right there. Okay. We were in the th- we were in the thick of things. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, was, I that's where I, I've met um, the woman I lost my virginity to. Oh hell yes! Yeah, in the a industry restaurant. strikes again. The industry just sullies you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oof! You just do not come back out 
clean as a whistle anymore. You you just don't. No. You know, I narrowly is that the the girl, um, the next guy she dated, um, she got pregnant from and had a baby. Hell yeah. That is some restaurant drama. I could baby imagine. mama drama at seasons. I just have you know, like the first girl, I'm eighteen, she gets pregnant. She cause that's the thing. She had the baby, so she would have had it then. She would have had your baby. She would have had the baby. She, you could have been a father. And you and that this kid is would my almost be regret. This is your well. I want to know what was the cuisine at Seasons. What was their specialty? Um, it was just like uh, it was like upscale American fare. Okay, you know, you know, different. You know, like um, oh yeah, you know, they had uh, some tenderloins and medallions <laughs> of butterfly pork chops. Yeah, some chops. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all right. What do you do? You feel like the food was good? Did people enjoy? Or, I think or again, so. it was a lack. Yeah, of it was choice? like definitely. I mean, especially in in college because you know you're never poor. So I thought, but uh, I you know it was a place I would never eat because it was too upscale. It was a little bit of a white napkin situation. Oh hell yeah! Got it. Was that some of your side work back in the day? Um, white oh, napkin yeah. folding. Oh hell yeah! What I love about the folding of the napkins is how many there are. Oh, it never ends. Mm-hmm. Just when you think you've gotten through your pile of 100, yeah. someone heaps another pile in front of you. It's nothing like marrying ketchups. That doesn't seem like a place that would put ketchup bottles on the table, though. No, I don't know. I was thinking that more of uh, my TGIF. Oh, uh, we're going to get there in a second. Okay. Years. But real quick, I want to ask about the technique of napkin folding that this restaurant required do you recall oh my gosh you know this is 20 years ago and i okay. I, 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 you... I smoke more weed than jocelyn <laughs> all right uh if good you lord recall. well no i mean I, i've never worked anywhere where there was like a swan sitch fair um so man, no catering i can't imagine I, I will never remember what this what the, the folding stitch was i was just curious because i find rolling silverware in linen yeah. incredibly repetitive and soothing uh-huh. and I would get into the zone and I would kind of decompress from the night of waiting tables because that's you can't just go home you yeah. got to do your side work before yeah. you're cut before you're done for the night and that was always one of my favorite odd but annoying ways to just decompress and just yeah. roll and stack those silverware cutlery together and ugh. I felt the opposite <laughs> Um, I can't, it's so infuriating to be done with that. It is, it's such a, you know, there's so much adrenaline. Oh yeah. Like it's the hardest job. It's nearly impossible for anyone to do this right. Uh, and then like after all that, after just like, you know, fighting with your managers and your tables and the the line and the bussers, <laughs> everybody, and the hostess, all you do is fight and negotiate with everyone yes. all night before you even get to the customer. Yeah. And then at least once a night, you know, it's like. Wait a minute. I definitely did not put an order in 45 minutes ago. So all that and all that stress. And then at the end, they're like, here's some tedious crap to do. And you're like, are you kidding me? I just rocked Wembley Stadium. <laughs> and you want me to come here and like use a vacuum that doesn't even turn on? That's sort of like Queen's comeback at Live Aid. And then they were like, can you sweep the stadium yeah. after everyone's gone? Oh, you used a lot of glitter, guys. Yes. You get out there with a broom. So do you think you were good? At your job as a waiter? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a lot of passion for it. No? Okay. So say when you even just put on the uh, the waiter smile. Give me a spiel. Give me a Nick Turner approaching a table. I'm sorry. I'm so sweaty. (laughs) 
What do you guys want? We have three flavors of wine. What? White, red, and pink. I'm sorry. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I got to go take a smoke break. I'm taking a smoke break. Did you do it at all uh, once you moved to New York City? Brooklyn? Yeah. Manhattan? Yeah. That's where I worked at Friday's Times Square. (gasps) Please, let's begin this story. Yeah, well, before that, I'd I'd worked at Olive Garden and Ruby Tuesdays in Richmond. I left seasons, you know, because school ended. Uh, Or, well, I quit school. Uh, Do you have a college degree? No. Me neither. Hell no. High five. High five. And uh, yeah, so I left and then um, I went home and I got a job at Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, and then, or no, I got a job at Olive Garden. I got fired very quickly. Really? I got three demerits like in a week. How does, I'm curious because uh, I've never worked at a chain restaurant. Yeah. What can get you a demerit at well, the Olive Well, I did Garden? like, I didn't bring my tie. Okay, you know, so yeah, of course. No, they're big on their stratified, yeah. structured look. You, you know, you to... know, families. Everybody has to wear a tie. Yeah, of course. When you're when you're here, your you're family, wearing a you're tie, wearing a tie. Damn it! Um, and uh, I spilled a tray full of wine on a lady's head. Um, not one, not two, but maybe eight. All on a lady's head, and it wasn't that bad because she worked at Red Lobster, which is the the same company owns it, and so she was getting a twenty five percent discount for her table. So she was like really nice and gave me a huge tip. That's that's pretty. But cool. But things like that, and then oh, that um, three flavors of wine is a real uh, quote from my first day at Olive Garden when they asked when my first table asked me what kind of wine we have, and I oh, said wow. we have three flavors. <laughs> three, three all flavors. three all three flavors. All three. <laughs> Hey, look who's here. We got all three of them. Josh. Josh. Whoa. Are you freaking out? It's raining. How are you? Well, just kind of get in. But it just started raining. It did. Yeah, sprinkles. Yeah. So. Hi, Just to get you up to date here, Nick is, Olive Garden. Nick is telling you about Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Got and fired. Here's the day I got fired. Okay. Oh, sorry. You, know, you wanted to No, no, no. It. Just letting you know, he w- walked up to a table and said, we have all three flavors of wine after spilling a tray of about eight drinks onto a woman's head. Yeah. So that was demerit number two? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, I, I'm, and then uh, the day that I got fired, fired, I left my um, book with all my money in it, you know, for the night okay. at the... Um, the phone in the front, the pay phone. The and then, you know, I couldn't find Post it. Stand. And so, uh, yeah, well, you know, even, even, even further than that, right by the door. So it's just like anyone could have walked by it. And then I looked around the, the restaurant for a while and I couldn't find it. And then I finally found it. There was no money in it. And I couldn't like pay out at the end of the night. Ooh. And, uh, so someone and gotcha. That was it. Yeah. But your negligence yeah. caused someone to steal from you. Yeah. So ultimately it was your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was so... I mean, this all happened in less than two weeks. <laughs> I was very bad. Um, and then somehow I lasted at um, Ruby Tuesdays for like seven, eight months. Ooh, and I got out of there just before, you know, I got the X. And then uh, and then on TGI Friday's Times Square, yeah. This is... I'm glad you walked in for this because... Wow. Why did I not know that? The biggest oh, time... Wow. The biggest TGI Fridays in the world had three... Full levels. There was an entire restaurant downstairs, like extra restaurant that they only opened during Christmas because there's they have so many people. Oh my god! Now yeah. were you seasonal with them, or did you? St- how long did you stay at TGI Friday? Oh, I was Times there. Square, New York City. Three, 
maybe four months. Okay. I, oh, I, was, I thought you were about to say years. I did too, and I was like, Nick, I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> four years. Wow. No, no, no. All everything <laughs> I can tell you is months. Every job <laughs> that I've had is months. Now I want to know a little bit of the inner workings of TJ Friday because I was telling him I was thoroughly fascinated what constitutes demerits at Olive Garden because I'd never done a chain restaurant yeah, in sure. my servitude. And so I kind of want to know the flow. Were you a flair kind of guy? Yeah. Um, you know, I had the – I mean, it was everything. It was suspenders. It was – you had to wear a hat. You you know, you had – you know, the, the flair wasn't like that intense. It was but just on your um, it was encouraged. suspenders, no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You just put it on your suspenders. It's encouraged. The hat, the suspenders are mandatory. And then, like, you know, you can kind of get away with whatever kind of flair you got going on. But, it, you know, you wear some. And when you're at TGI Friday in, in Times Square, just because I actually never went, I would imagine it's just people from the Midwest trying to feel comfortable in the scary big city. I mean... Comfortable? It's the biggest TGI Fridays in, in the world. There is 0% chance you could have respect for someone that goes to Times Square <laughs> and eats at a TGI Fridays. Uh... It wasn't even cheap. You know, it's like I I worked there. This was pre-9-11, like the month before 9-11. Wow. Uh, and it was a it was $15 for a hamburger. Just wow. a regular hamburger was $15. That's now price. That is 18 years ago. 17 years ago. Incredible. I, I hated it so much. No respect for it. I had to wear a white uh, and and. A uh, red striped shirt that just like really sucked on my body, you know. And then you s- get cinched in with those suspenders, and I just I couldn't. And I sweat so horribly. Every jo- every restaurant is a million degrees. I will sweat in a snowstorm. Me, I just I spent so much of my time serving just in the freezer, just trying to like. I feel you on that. Just get a little air. Just yeah. something. Alone I just time. can't. I'm just sweating over cool everything. Off. I swear, like, when I go to a table, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I'm sorry, you got me. Were people ever like, this tasted so much better in, in Ohio? Like, this is a bad, like, were people, like, complaining well, about the, like, it being familiar? Or I like the person who's mm-hmm. like, this is the best. Right. New York version yeah. of an up tower. Surf and turf. But it's not. Um, just people from America. It's mostly foreigners. Right. So how's yeah. the tipping sitch? Because I Not worked in good. Soho and it was brutal. And that's the thing about stereotypes is <laughs> when you're a server, all those are true. Yeah. Uh, well, and, it is. And it's it's a topic that I want to find a way to get into. But you can't get we'll into have it, it on without, a different episode. Yeah, exactly. Without being... <laughs> And it's not that you're being offensive. You just literally witness things over and over yeah. again. But everybody who's a waiter has yeah. these prejudices. Yeah. And it, well, it's just based on the money you're, you are or are not making. Yeah. And, you know, say what you will about people from America. But, yeah, nobody else tips. No. Besides no. Americans. Nobody and tips they, that much. And, it's, and they're like, listen, I already I came all the way here. I'm going to keep pretending like I don't know this. Oh, absolutely. And of course, and they Because get... also, it's like, why? It's such a high tip, too. I did chase a guy down once at that Friday's. I. So you didn't. And, and he gave me. He, he pulled out a 20 and gave it to me. Good. Because I was, was going like, to say, otherwise, right. they'll give you the slip real quick. Yeah. They'll just get into the fray in Times yeah. Square. You'll never find him again. <laughs> never again chasing someone out the front door. Oh, not that he didn't pay the bill, that oh. he didn't tip me. 
Yeah, good for you. You know, it was like a big table, and like I, you know, bent over backwards, and I was like, no, He's nobody. Like, He's like, all right, wow. <laughs> here's twenty bucks. Where was he? American? No. Okay. Damn. Yeah. That's I, no wonder you stayed for like three, four months tops because. Would like would Dirty Elmo come in and and take a break at the bar? No, the no, okay. there was no Elmos back then. The, really? It was still Utopia. It was no still naked like, cowboy. Come on, right there, the tail end of the Giuliani era. <laughs> Utopia. Yeah, where where Times Square was uh, was was the the most the, the cleanest and freest of those those rats in costumes. <laughs> those there's there's like. Every other like costume the filthy character power is Elmo. The, I know everyone. You ever see eight Elmos just having a cigarette? I have a question for you. No, oh, the most famous person to come into TGI Fridays while I was right. working there, That's AJ right. McLean. Ooh, is daddy, that's a Backstreet, Backstreet Boy. boy? Yeah. I knew that because this was two thousand one. This was. Oh he my was god! Didn't they just everything. release the call? Yeah, I think it was the, the oh black and blue album. God, that's the call. Is the yeah. first track incredible? Brooke. It is one of my favorite songs <laughs> in my life. You can hate on Backstreet all you want. There are some hits in there, ladies and gentlemen. My first and foremost being The Call, which okay. is mostly sung by AJ McLean. Wow. AJ. AJ, AJ had the very yeah. tapered facial hair. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He could like really belt it out. And he used to like have problems with, uh, I think, alcohol and drugs. And now he's soaps. Good for him. Well, I think yeah. he had a relapse this year. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. He made the news. Yeah. So now my question for you, speaking of that, because we AJ. can't not talk about our terrible substance uh, dependencies, wall waiting, oh, tables, yeah. et cetera. How did that go for you? Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I, there, we used to go to this bar in Times Square uh, after you know every shift, whatever. Um, and it... Times Square prices are insane. I don't know why we would, we would do that. Yeah, just but go I, a few streets I guess we were getting down. The, you know, good yeah. deals or whatever because we would go there all the time. But um, I remember uh, I had my 21st birthday at this bar while I was working at TGF Fridays. And, you know, I was like, telling everyone, I was like, hey, it's my 21st birthday. You know, it's, but I've been going there for months, you know. Uh-oh. You should, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you should probably not do that. But, uh, um, but you know, I didn't. Um, I I was never, um, you know, a, a snorter. Just a smoke. Oh, this is very important. You haven't. You don't know this yet. Brooke and I have never done cocaine. Never. Oh, congrats! Thank you. It's fun. Oh, mm. so you 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 dabbled later. Yeah, I'm a cool as guy. a comedian. As a com- <laughs> fun. We just think it's an interesting thing about us. Oh yeah, and it's no, a little fun me. friend pact that we have where we were like, okay. we're never doing cocaine. Pink. That's great. We've had cards made. We pass them out. Crack? Yes. Okay. It's cheaper. Sure. Sure. It isn't as whack as they say. Oh. So I... I want to know. Okay, I'm trying Jocelyn to Jocelyn just passed out, if you don't know. <laughs> she likes edibles. So... I'm trying to picture you doing the dreaded trail shift when you're new at a restaurant. You know, you know what oh, I'm talking about when you're training. Yeah, training. like mirroring or not mirroring, shadowing somebody. When you're miming, <laughs> exactly, face to face. Yeah, um, uh, that is. Restaurants don't have like a system set up. Not it's really. always you go in and they're like, "Oh yeah, um, 
<laughs> hey, Jocelyn, um, <laughs> this guy's going to be following you all night. And she's like, great. It's not, it's not helpful in any way. They don't give him a bonus. No, nobody just, like, tips they extra. They a bunch of extra work. And then, like, maybe they'll give you, like, uh, you know, a couple tables. You know, like, the Ugh. the tip from a couple of tables. Just because, like, to no. be nice. Yeah, that would happens. be very nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah, nobody's happy about it. But it's happens. not. Yeah, it's like, why, why don't you give that person $50 or something? Right, give them $50 for the training shift because yes. they showed up. They they did their part and there is nothing more. Or I mean awkward. incentive for the, the, the trainer. Oh the trainer, I Just see like what give you're them saying. A bonus. Yeah, you know when you watch like a movie from the eighties and the person's like, All right, what's up, new boots? Uh, I'm gonna show you around. <laughs> Few things you should know, blah, and they're like really right. happy and that is not how it goes in a restaurant. Yeah. People are like, Oh fuck. Uh, yeah, this is Brooke. Um, she's training, so so she's gonna she's stand literally here following like a, me like a silent, smiling turd right. who's not allowed to touch anything or help me tonight. Because <laughs> you're like as the trainee, yeah. but she's constantly in my way. Yep, yep. She, you're fucking up my flow, Brooke. If she opens up her mouth. I will slap her. Mm-hmm. Every job I ever had, um, I was always like the bottom, whatever, the, the newest hire, last in, first out. <laughs> Um, never had any clout or anything. I don't, I didn't, I don't know how to make money. I, I'm not good at, mm. at being, you know, bullshitting with people, um, putting on a fake smile, yeah. dealing with an assistant manager. That was my downfall most of the time. The right. assistant manager. You and authority, which assistant managers yeah. have a very Because they're the dumbest sense. class of people. They're really bad. Do yeah. you remember any, uh, scuffles you had with assistant managers, managers, owners? Yeah. Well, at Fridays, um, I got I got suspended for a week because <laughs> I went up to the manager and I was like, you know, I hate, there's some bullshit manager code, you know, that I needed to take something right. off or something. And uh, he was like hanging out with the other managers, whatever. And they were just like at the bar. <sighs> and then I was like, oh, I need this. You know, I'm like, I'm in the weeds and they're not doing jack shit. And I was like, I need this. And then he didn't do anything. And I was like, and then I came back like five minutes later or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need you to do that now. Uh, well, you don't say that you know, to an assistant manager. Whatever, and then um, enjoying his apple teeny. And then I got I got suspended for a week, and then for um, take trying to take care of a customer. Yeah, I'm like you're literally fucking sitting here. You're doing nothing, and also your brain fell out of your head before I met you. <laughs> I don't have any. I couldn't have less respect for whatever you think you're doing. This little power play you're doing over me. Whatever you won, bro. You're wearing. No suspenders. <laughs> who's got Who's got the blank? Congratulations, huh? Nick. We do a segment on the show called "Here's a Tip," and we're just wondering if you have any advice you'd like to offer. Yes, I would like to offer some advice to waiters on the order of which they bring out food. Um, the number of times you know I've ordered an appetizer and it's come out with my entree or after, um, I mean, blows my mind. Leave it. I will eat it cold later. I just need to be on the table. I need this satisfaction of thinking I got food before I got the other food. Um, also, at plates. If you bring me out an appetizer and you haven't brought me at plates, I am absolutely furious. Also, uh, water. If I ask you for more water and you come and take my glass somewhere else and I can't see it and fill up the water and then bring it back, you bring me a pitcher. Or you bring me a new glass of water and then take my old glass of water. 
Wow. Anyway, that's just some things I was thinking Ooh, about. You guys couldn't feel that, but that energy was intense. I think it's good to have opinions. Yeah, yeah and you're still getting a 20% I'm, tip either way. Yeah, it's great. I'm good. just saying. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, unless it's like totally egregious and then you get nothing and you get a talking to. And you get a talking to from Nick. Yeah. He gives you a little flop sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sweat as much when I'm eating. Put it on top of a salad. You know, it's like <laughs> some cheese, pepper, and then a little... Yeah. That's sweat noise. Yeah, I've probably dripped into some entrees. <laughs> drop. There's no way you haven't. No. Well, Nick, thank you so much for talking to Jocelyn and I. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, dudes. My only regret is that you never waited on us. Well, there's still time. There's still time. The career is heading that way. <laughs> so we will see. Here's a tip. I, for ladies and gents who are listening to this podcast... And uh, so I found out from a denim designer. I have a friend named Michelle. Also, I think you have a friend who designs denim, Kyle, maybe? Or is it like a stylist? Maybe. My, maybe. my dad was a denim designer. Oh, well, well, that's one of the many things her he did. Yeah. Dad does everything. <laughs> it's the coolest, craziest story. Uh, so here's a tip if you want to truly look fashionable in your denim, because it's all a struggle for all of us. You should always try and go up a size, possibly. It looks better and more flattering than a squeezing yourself like a sausage into them skinny jeans. So always try and size up if you can. Fair. I got a tip. No noodle, chicken soup, Google the recipe, chicken turmeric soup, chicken turmeric, whatever the fuck it's called. It is so tasty. It's good. It's healthy. I made it. I, you sent me the recipe. I made yes. it. I've, in a row. I've made it. Yeah, I've made it three, four times. I'm going to make it when I get home. Do it. The season is upon us. <laughs> I've got a tip. My tip is if your headlight goes out, you can literally just go to AutoZone and buy the light. Chicken. And either you can ask them to help you just like unhinge the, uh, like there's a, part that comes out of the back or you can YouTube it or in my case um, Brooke's boyfriend helped me out but um, <laughs> <laughs> but for it cost me $13 as opposed to 100 mm-hmm. Yeah. so oh. if you bring it if, you know rather than bringing your car into a place and having somebody else do it just go to AutoZone and, and buy the little oh. bulb oh, I might have to come back for a second tip but go ahead Andrea uh, this is something I found out through my own I didn't so I, I have a tile on my which is a, a tile is a little electronic uh chip that it's a keychain and if you push it it, there's an app on your phone and you can call your keys right you can like i lost my i lose my keys all the time and so you can open your phone and you push find my keys and it buzzes it and the whole time (laughs) this is more of like my own tip um i was like god if only this also called your phone and i was fumbling with my keys and it turns out if you tap the tile twice it also calls your phone right so hot tip if you have a tile and you just don't know it calls your phone it also calls your phone well i was just gonna go back again and say that uh here's a tip when you want to be a lady boss okay yeah oh high five brooke oh thank you when when the torrential downpour has uh put out your pilot light and your water heater and kyle and i spent a week taking cold showers without questioning what was going on and then also there was another point where i looked at her i go have you showered in a bit because we'd both probably been on three days of not using hot water or something like that and i was like it's probably shower time isn't it (laughs) we shower together to (laughs) conserve and uh i was like shit i was like there's no hot water i gotta go figure this out always relight your pilot light with two people 
Do yes. not do it by Never yourself. Do it alone. <laughs> I didn't know that was like unless you're me, I do it alone. But okay, I, all when right. I go to my friends' houses and stuff and light them, I make sure that they're there. Perfect. You need someone to be holding a flashlight yeah. while you get down and dirty and look for that dumb little spigot <laughs> to relight it, and uh, also let them know you're about to relight a water heater that's on the side of their house, and they should maybe take their dog and evacuate just in case you <laughs> blow it sky high. Come here. <laughs> What's up, y'all? If you like Side Work Podcast, and leave us a big fat old tip in the form of a reviewer of five stars, because you know we're good for it.